Hello and welcome to the Abundantly More podcast. I'm Nathan. And I'm Emily. This podcast is a weekly conversation about parenting, systems, rhythms, marriage, and everything else. And today we're going to talk about building an intentional family. Ooh, that's going to be a fun topic. But first... How was your weekend? How was my week? This week, winter descended upon Michigan, and it's been freezing. Um, Also, it's been raining, and the weather affects me. So, um, definitely kind of have to get over the I want to sit on a couch all day and do nothing feelings. And um, I, Wednesday or Tuesday night, I decided I was going to get dressed right away on Wednesday morning because if anybody knows, you know, staying at home with kids all day, pajamas can be kept on all day if you want. Even working. Even working. So um, there's something about getting dressed that I was hoping would kickstart my day. And I think it helped a little bit, but also just the weather affected me. But the week was good. I, I don't know what I'm talking about. The week was good. Yeah. Oh, and I know why it was even better. Because because of the weather, our kids' soccer practice was canceled three nights in a row. And let me just tell you, that's like glory upon glory because we had three nights where we didn't have to rush, get dinner together quickly, yada, yada, run around. So that has been very refreshing. Hmm. And soccer's almost done. So that's good, too. That is good. Yeah. But how was your week, Nathan? Um, I feel like I'm going to always talk about work a little bit because it's just a part of, like, my work and you taking care of kids during the day is part of your work. So for me, I think work was really awesome. I did something new, which was to put all of my tasks into JIRA, and that has helped me feel like I've got, like, priorities and plans. Um, so that's been really good. But also, um, I think the weather was really affecting me this week, too. But on Wednesday morning, we had a really, I think, good experience when during our regular kind of quiet time, tea time, prayer time. In the morning, before the the kids got up. Before the kids got up, yeah. And we were praying together. And I think a lot of our prayer was about reminding ourselves that feelings are real and they're important. But we don't operate out of those feelings and we have to make a choice to um, operate out of the Holy Spirit who lives inside of us and is endless and bountiful and the Holy Spirit isn't affected by the weather. And so I think for me that was really like a a changing point in the week. Mm. Yeah. Even had some really good hard discussions at work that helped me to exercise some leadership skills that I like already have but like reminded me like yeah the Holy Spirit's like I made you for this Mm. and so I thought that was just really cool um that came from our prayer in the morning on that day that's good yeah it was good it was good um so we're gonna introduce a new segment we don't have titles for our segments so right now we're just calling it feelings because we all have feelings about things yeah good or bad yeah they could be strong they could be questioning they could be whatever types of feelings you have about them so so we'll work on a title but we'll just say what we're saying so you want me to go you can go first what's what's what are you feeling about this week okay so everyone has a refrigerator and you know the door where you put your 
sauces and your like milk and your drinks. There's never enough space. And if you have a husband who loves sauces, there's even less space. I'm talking like hot sauce, chipotle sauce, barbecue sauce, salad dressings, more hot sauce, ketchup, ketchup. There's never enough sauces. Like, there's so many sauces. And one person in our house uses all of them. So, and and all we also we also this. need yeah. to, like, invest in another fridge. We've yeah. been saying this for years. We have one fridge. We need, like, a basement fridge or a garage fridge for, like, overflow stuff or just, like, a sauce section. Right? A You're sauce really section. harping on the sauce. Because there's so many sauces. Wow. Um... But yeah, the fridge always seems to be packed out for like two days, maybe three days after the grocery store. And then, you know, the main section gets empty, but the door is always full because sauces last like six months, right? Those are my feelings. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I didn't make my feelings about you, but (laughs) didn't know yours were about mine. I'll um, cut back on the sauces. No, I won't. Um, Inefficient meetings. That's what I feel what I feel about this week. I was in a meeting this week where um basically the facilitator of the meeting said, All right, just you know, as you feel led, basically, you share the thing that you want to share. And I um I think that's a, a complete waste of people's time. Um when you're facilitating a meeting and you're doing it efficiently, you should basically call on people and move through quickly, and don't leave dead space because people have other things to get to. Um, all too often, I think meetings get scheduled for an hour just because that seemed like a good number, but you only needed five minutes, so you could have done it almost almost over email. And so I'm just I'm I'm over inefficient meetings, and I don't want to be in them anymore. Time yes. waster. Time waster. Time suck. Yep. Okay, are we doing the next one? Yeah, I think we are. Yeah, the favorites. Um, yeah, that's our next segment's on favorites, and we're doing favorite music artists. Um, just to kind of get to know or us like a little bit. Like recent people. Yeah, what are you listening to? are you to? listening to? Yeah. Yeah, we use Spotify. Love it. Changed our life. Listen to music all the time on our Sonos speakers. And we have a that. family plan so that we have different music. Right, accounts. All that stuff so that then our stuff doesn't bleed over to each other. Right. So, so do you want me to go? You want to go? I mean, if you're not ready, I can go. I'm ready. You're ready? Pulling up my Spotify. Okay. What I have been listening to lately. um, I love Ben Rector. Okay. Nathan thinks I'm his only fan. I mean, you've (laughs) got to be keeping him alive on Spotify. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my goodness. I love him. Um, I also have on my recently played Sing 2 soundtrack. Which is a good soundtrack. Which is good. My kids love it. It's It's got Bono. it's, It's good. And... You know, Scott Johansson, she sings and is surprisingly good. Yeah, she is. Um, every day I play like a worship place playlist that I made. Um and there's there's like seven hours of songs on there. But I think a couple of my favorite artists are Phil Wickham, Corey Asbury. Mm, I can't think of any more. Who's the one that there's one song that we've listened to recently. We're introduced to by. Oh, I don't even know who the artist is. But it's like. Out of the woods. Yeah. Chrissy Nordhoff. It's good. Out of the woods. Chrissy Nordhoff. And then another one that I found through the internet is called the National Parks. 
Oh, it's yeah. like kind of solely look them up. They're good. Okay. Bring it, Nate. Let's cool. go. So I have a playlist that I made at work of like my favorite artists that I listen to. Um, Cora was laughing at me today because my playlist is called Nathan's Work Jams. <laughs> well, um, if it works. But, you know, it, that's what it's called. And so I would say the top five artists that I have on there, um, Switchfoot, Reliant K. <laughs> Uh, I've listened to the, both of those bands since I was a little child, basically. Um, more recent ads, though, are Jude and the Lion. Uh, love them. They're awesome. Emily doesn't exactly love them because they scream. There's some yelling. But their newest, yelling. their newest album, Revival, has been is like much more chill. Okay. Um, and then uh, King's Kaleidoscope is kind of more of like a, a rap-ish artist that I got introduced, but he has a really fun song. Gosh, I can't remember what it's called, but it's in the top five. His top five songs are really awesome on Spotify. And then the most recent artist that I found is a guy named Peabod. Not <laughs> not Peabody, but Peabod. Um, he is a rap artist. He started out as an acoustic uh, folk artist and then switched to rap. And he is hilarious, but he's like... I mean, all those artists that I listed are all like either are all Christian artists of some form. Most of them are like alt Christian. And for those of you who listen to Christian music, a lot of the like artists are like smile FM, annoying, not good music. And so finding good Christian music is, is pretty rare, but Peabot is a Christian rap artist and he is hilarious and super down to earth. What is his name? Um, <laughs> I don't know, but he refers to himself as Peabot all the okay. time. Um, but he, he's funny. My kids, they ask me to play them all the time. There's one song, uh, Sweet Like Coca-Cola, that uh, they were singing and humming after we got back from... Uh, oh, the car. The yeah, car. we listened to it in the car. Yeah, so it, I I really like that artist. I highly recommend it. His voice can be a little like um, Pee Wee Herman-ish sounding, but he's pretty funny. Anyways, so I, I highly recommend that. <laughs> um, we'll We'll put in the... If we can figure out how to put show notes in, right? We don't we'll, know uh, how we'll to put do this it, stuff in, but they'll be there somehow. Yeah, we'll figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness! Okay, back. We're good. We're good. We're gonna swing in, segmented out, swing into our topic. Okay, so building an intentional family. Yeah. Um. You got the start on this. Yeah. Okay. So maybe so I got to figure out where we are. Well, so how did how did you? I'll kind of interview on it. How, all right, all right. You, how did you first come on to the ideas of in building an intentional family? What was like your first exposure to it? Oh yeah, so I was listening to a podcast, and this couple mentioned this guy named Jeff or Jefferson Bethke, and they were talking about him. Um, and they, I'm sure they dropped these words: family, intentionality. I don't even know the specifics of what it was. Um, so I went and found him and him and his wife had a podcast and I started listening to that. And um, I, what else? Oh, and he runs this um, business or organization called Family Teams. With another okay. guy. With another guy. All these family, family things. So I kind of just went down this like rabbit trail of family and um started listening and I checked out some of their books from the library and I just was like 
very intrigued by doing family differently. Um, because I think there's so many different ways to do it and we get one shot to do it. And I want to like make, wanted to make the most out of our time now. So I think that makes like a lot of sense. And it's often really common for people to go down rabbit trails of like researching. But what was like the thing that flipped the switch for you of like, hey, we need to do this? Well, the conference thing? Well, I mean, like that was what we did to like pursue it. But like just prior to that, like what, what made you be like, hey, I've done all this research, but like, hey, that's great and all. Like that's what people normally would do. But you were just like, oh, no, like we need to go further. Like what? What made you, didn't you, like we talked about that there was something that made you feel like you wanted to go further. Was it the conference? Well, no, I just think it was like, I, I want to do this better than like, not that we had any bad experience growing up in our family. Just like, I want to do this. Not that there's a right way, but like do it purposefully in the way that we want to do it. Okay. I don't know what the, I think that just was it. Okay. It was just probably like a little fire that just got bigger and bigger and a desire to to do this. Mm-hmm. And then you said to me, Hey, so then I'm learning about this and I'm like, Whoa, they have like a conference in Ohio, a couple hours away. We should totally go. And Nathan was like, <laughs> and and I said, yes. Right. And, and I think uh, getting back to the switch flipped for me, like, yeah, um, before we go into, before we go into the, the conference and stuff is, so that was 2019. We went to the conference, but the yeah, year, like, and I think the switch we're talking about is like, why did we want to live intentionally yeah. in our family? Yeah. And so for me in, in 2018, in the fall, actually, um, my father passed away um, from pancreatic cancer at the age of 60, which uh, is really, really young. Um, and that was really fast, really fast, like three months. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody told us it would be three months. We didn't believe them. We prayed a lot for healing. and. Um, God still took him anyways. And um and that changed everything in my life. And so when Emily brought this up, I was like, yeah, um life is fragile and short on this earth and um I don't want to get to the end of our kids' time with us and feel like we missed out on things with them and didn't like build into them and didn't grow them into the people that God wants them to be. And so, so I was like, let's do it. Even though it sounds really weird to me. Right. Going to a conference. We didn't know anybody. Literally no one. Not like we were just people lurking from the internet. (laughs) Basically. Um, I mean, I, I don't even know if we read, I'm, I read a book. We read one of the books, their books, but it doesn't matter. We went to this conference in October in Cincinnati and it was basically a bunch of couples um learning about family and why it matters um yeah and all these like different ways to live differently um and instead of just like existing as individual people in our family really being a team um the it's called family teams and so that really was like a like a whoa this is incredible it's kind of like you're drinking from a fire hose Mm -hmm. 
but we really liked the idea of referring to your family as a team. And for those of you who have played on any sports team, the idea of a team makes sense, right? You have coaches, you have captains, and you have players. Um, and and it's, it shouldn't be any different with a family. So, right, like Emily and I are the coaches of our team. Our oldest child is our team captain. And then the rest of the kids are players. And we work together towards a goal. And we score goals when we do things that meet our mission as a family. And honestly, none of these concepts are new. It's just that we apply the team concept to business. But for some reason, we just never apply it at home. Right. And it's kind of silly because um, these things are like universal. And, and and again, right, like it's the same way that God works with us. God coaches us and Jesus is our captain and the Holy Spirit helps us all as a team and, and we win together. Mm-hmm. Right. And so I think um, I think that makes a ton of sense. And so we were really on board and it was a fire hose and we went there. Um, but afterwards, we came back and we were like, we're going to start incorporating these things into our life. Yeah. And anytime you incorporate things, you're like, let's do it all. And um, <laughs> sometimes it's too much. Sometimes it's too much. And so we learned over the years the art of incorporating things slowly and changing things slowly. But we wanted to share today with you all a few, maybe like three or four things that were really like big takeaways for us as we were building an intentional family that we just thought we were like kind of like good building blocks. Mm -hmm. And so I think the biggest building block to start with, though, is the idea of rhythms. Before rhythms. Before rhythms, even? Yes. Multi-generational family. Ah, okay, go there. So at the conference, they talk about, they they call us like Westerns, Western families. We're very atypical in the fact that, like, uh, what's the word? We are, we're a nuclear family, right? Nuclear. We focus yourself. only on the nuclear Yeah, we family. focus on the nuclear family. So you get grow up, you get married, and you have kids, and you have your own family. And that's just you, and you exist in your little unit. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's how Western, like, that's how we do it. In pretty much every other culture in the world, they have this concept of multi-generational families where it's like, uh, like you're not limited to just the nuclear family, the grandparents, the aunts and uncles, right. the grandkids that like, they're all together doing life together. They're constantly around each other. They're like in Western culture, we, we just separate, we just continually keep separating and separating and you're breaking apart the building blocks of what's important about families. And, and honestly, it's a failed experiment. If there's anything, like, look at our culture, and you can clearly see that having nuclear-only, individual-focused families yeah. um, isn't working. When we focus only on the individual, um, we get all the craziness that's going on right now that's that's not working, that isn't feeding into people's identity, that isn't reminding them that you have a place in this family, in God's family, that it's not just all about you. Um, that's, like, the worst message that we're sending is that it's all about you. It's, it's, it's not about you. And so that individual mindset is, is backwards from the way that really God made things to be. Yeah. So that was just really eye opening to me, to us. Um, and it really just stirred like a desire, like, okay, I want my kids to 
like, be close with their grandparents, like, on both sides of, like, Nathan and I's parents, and their aunts and uncles, and just, like, this is, it's it's more than just about us little more family, eight people, you know. Which is a lot, but. Well, yeah, we have a lot, but, you know, it's, it's bigger than us, and I want us to not live like we're alone, you know, we have to do everything ourselves, there's no, like, integration with anybody, um, so that was, I think that, like, lays a foundation to have, because it, even if, like, Nathan and I weren't raised that way, not that to say, you know, we don't know our extended family, but, like, if we can lay this foundation, the generational effect that, like, this can have for our kids and our grandkids and on and on is awesome. And so, so what does that look like to build a multi-generational family? Does that mean that we all move into one house together and just continue building rooms on the house? Um, I don't think that's necessarily what it has to look like. I'm going to answer my own question right. here. But I think what it, it looks like is um, we intentionally chose to not move away from our families. We we live in the Lansing area where we grew, grew up. up and our parents are here and our and and some of our siblings are still around and some have moved away and totally fine. That's their choice and like you're allowed to make those choices, right? But like this is the choice that that we made, and and for building that multi generational family, and and we desire to continue to like do things with even family members who've moved away and ex- have experiences with our, even our aunts and uncles on either side w- with our kids, and like building those opportunities so that they don't have that question of like, well, who's this person when we talk about it? Like they know, they know who Aunt Jill is, or right. they know who uncle todd is right like these are names they know right and so um i think that's what it looks like and maybe someday our kids will just build a room on our house (laughs) (laughs) i don't know about that but whatever the case right like i think that's what like multi-generational family looks like to us and and having like traditions and things you do together right like for holidays like you get together with family like, and you do those things and like, that's important to us. And so those are the things we've started to build in and, and not let go because yeah. multi-generational family is important to us. So. Yeah. I mean, and without, without scheduling or committing to certain things, it's not going to happen. Not that we need some glorious tradition, Christmas tradition or whatever, but it's like, oh no, we're going to do this in, in the middle of August. We're going to, and it, like, we're. It, it they're not big fancy things no. it's just on purpose deciding to be to, together to be together and i don't know i just like people are the prize and so that matters to us yep okay so after multi-generational family they talked about rhythms what are rhythms nathan so it's very simple for people to say oh they're just routines right but routines are things that you just do regularly, and that's not what a rhythm is. A rhythm is something that you do on purpose, and rhythms relate heavily with seasons, right? So we are seasonal creatures by nature, um, and it's funny because we operate like go, 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 go with the rat race, like never stop, but that's not how God made us. Um, we're very similar to plants, and so just like plants that have seasons, right? 
we have seasons. Um, in the summer, we work hard. In the fall and the spring, we kind of transition to the winter where we reflect, right? Like that's seasonal. So I'm just getting into the overarching picture of seasons here. I'm bringing it home. Trust me. Okay. Um, but what it really comes down to is that God made a week for a reason. And so with that week, there are repeatable things, rhythms, as we call them, that we do intentionally that one, it helps our kids to know what to expect to, to, to do that. But two, it's also really powerful. Um, it means we get to like think in that chunk that repeats purposely what we're going to do to build our family, to grow our family team. And honestly, it's, it's just really powerful when you start to think about things in that, that lens. repeatable lens and rhythm. Yeah. So what reason why I brought seasons into it is that rhythms change with the seasons. So for example, for us in the summertime, our rhythm looks pretty loosey-goosey. Yeah. And that's because in the summertime, man, we're playing outside, we're working hard, we're getting swimming, swimming camping, yeah, or... doing all sorts of stuff. And and the rhythms that we have don't necessarily apply. But I would say in the fall and winter and spring, prior to soccer season this year, <laughs> um, they it looks a lot different. And so in the past, like what have some of our rhythms looked like in the in the wintertime then? Well, I think before we get to the wintertime, like we chose to do a specific thing um, every Friday. And that kind of anchors our whole week. Sure, yes. So sabbath and that is a day of rest so on friday nights we it's called shabbat dinner and um you're gonna quiz me on what that means well shabbat Shabbat. is the hebrew word for sabbath for sabbath and sabbath means to Rest. rest but it's not just rest it's to rest and celebrate right to rest and celebrate so what we do is on friday night it's not some fancy dinner. It's just a dinner. We eat dinner on Friday night. Pizza. And we, yeah, pizza. We have pizza on Friday night. We either make it, which Nathan is the homemade pizza master, or we buy it. Yep. And that is the beginning of our Sabbath. So we've done the whole week. And, excuse me, we do pizza on Friday, and then we watch a movie. Mm-hmm. And that kind of starts our Saturday off and Saturday's our day of rest. And everyone's like a day of rest. What does that even mean? You sit on the couch and do nothing. How do you rest with kids? It's not possible. And one thing that they talked about at this conference was like rest often looks like the opposite of things that you do during the week. Mm-hmm. So like for Nathan, no working. At, well, on, on work, yeah, right. At work, stuff. no, like Nathan works on a computer all week yep. and is on his phone or talking with people. So rest for Nathan may be working outside, chainsawing, splitting wood, doing some sort of physical labor, mowing the lawn, mowing the lawn. Okay, so that might not look like rest to you because he's moving and using his body. He's not sleeping, but like that's restful yeah, for Nathan. Those things during the week, right? Um, for me, I don't really know because it feels like. I think for you, it's the break in 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 the daily rhythm. So for you, Monday through Friday, you have like set schedules of like breakfast, school, the next meal, 
yeah, I at think... quiet time, all these things, right? And on on Saturday, it's basically like, it's not like, hey, you're on your own, but it's much more like loose. We're there together doing those things. We're not doing school on no. the weekend. You're, sometimes we'll go on adventures. Sometimes we'll just stay at home and play. We'll hang out with friends. Yeah. We'll do family stuff. But it's like, it's like no notes, but like no plan. Yeah. Um, and I think that's like a big thing because you plan, you're very planful with the rest of the week. Yeah, that's true. I never really thought of it that way. I got you. Yeah. So I think that's like, we do that Shabbat dinner every pretty week. much every Friday all year round. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is like the, the big thing. And if you're wondering like how to start with living intentionally and having a rhythm, start with that. Mm-hmm. You don't have to call it Shabbat dinner if that feels weird to you. You can just call it family dinner. We're having family dinner. Or you can have it be whatever you want it to be. But like having a day of rest and being intentional about it makes a huge difference. Mm-hmm. And that's how God made it to be. Yep. And like, so. And, and like we should be working from our rest. Yeah, not working towards our rest, yeah, but starting with it. the rest and right. then working from it. So that's like the ma- like the biggest rhythm that sticks and stays. Yep. Now some rhythms we have more in like the um less free months is we'll have like a game night or we'll have a worship night and yeah. like like we would add like these nights date basically. nights with kids. Yeah. And those rhythms I think are powerful and and what I think is really powerful about rhythms is that um Sometimes we feel like we're stuck with it and we have to stick with it no matter what. And like, no, we evaluate them almost daily sometimes. Like, does this make the most sense? Right. And so you have to be willing to change the rhythms because the rhythms work for you. You don't work for the rhythms, right? The Jesus was pretty clear in the Bible that like Sabbath was made for man, not man for the Sabbath. And so we adjust how we do Shabbat on a regular basis because it's it's made for us. Right. Right. And so that's the same with any rhythm that you make is that it should be adjustable and adjusted because it's made for you. And so I think that's like the bow I'd put on ribbons. <laughs> Rhythms, not ribbons. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm trying to think. Another, I think, thing we added in that we took was this idea of money practice. I think it's a good one to talk about. Yes. So what is money practice? Um, for those of you that grew up with the idea of allowance, it's not that. It's not allowance. Um, our kids don't get money for no reason. Um, or for doing things. Or for doing chores. Um, this is money we give them on a regular basis for them to practice. Um, using money. Using that money. Yep. And, and the goal with that practice is um, threefold. One is to recognize that, um, quite simply, God has given us money for three purposes. One is to save it for something. Another purpose is to give it. Um, God wants us to be generous. And the last purposes, per, or purpose is to spend it on things that we need to spend it on, right? Um, and so we, with our kids, with the money that we give them, Expect them to put money into each of those three buckets every time they receive the money. And then we really have this big goal of them understanding in with small dollar figures 
um, some big lessons. So one of the big lessons we well, learned little lessons. Well, like, but like they they're like they're little lessons that result in big future sure. benefits for them. So for example, um, there have been times where we're like, oh no, don't spend your money on that. That's so. That's, that's like silly. don't buy a stupid something. But we've been better about letting them in many ways like waste their money because then when they're like hey i wanted to get this thing and then they go to count it and they're like but i don't have any more money like they now just learned a really great lesson if something's important to you you save the money up for it and you don't just waste your money because it's not always there we very specifically don't we, we or do use cash but don't use cards with them because we want them to feel that money leaving them because it's really hard in our day and age for people to feel money leaving with a card. Um, and so that's one of the things we do. We also, before they even get money, we have them A little, say, what is that called? Like a, say like a, basically a true statement about money. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to say it right now. If you look at Emily's Instagram, it's been on there a few times, what they say, which is pretty fun. Yeah, I think the biggest thing is money is a tool. Um, and it's even, you know, sometimes it's hard to remember that it's a tool because it's necessary to do a lot of things in life, mm -hmm. even as adults. Um, and so I just want my kids to know that it is a tool and not to like hoard it or, you know, say, give it more power than it, than it deserves because it's just a thing. Um, and I think it's just been a cool way to teach them s slowly and let them have real life experience, even practical things like going and paying for their item at, with a cashier and coaching them how to do that. Look at their eyes, talk to their face, um, how to count their dollar bills out and put it in the cashier's hand instead of just like sliding it on the counter, not making eye contact, you know, just teaching them those like people skills that, that you, that you need to have as someone going to the store. Um, and I just love it. Like that the older girls, Corn Ruby are starting to think and like do math in their head while at the store or, you know, deciding not to get things and putting them back because they either don't have enough money or they've just decided they don't want to get this right now. Um, because that's like a life skill that we have, you know, that, 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 that adults need, that I want them to know how to problem solve and see if things are necessary instead of just wanting, wanting, wanting and getting everything that they want. Um, so we do that once a month and we give them, well, we were doing it twice a month and giving them their dollar and eight, their age and dollars. Mm -hmm. um, but then we were not sticking with doing it twice a month because we just couldn't remember. So then we just decided we're doing it once a month and we'll, they're basically getting it times two, double the money. Mm -hmm. um, Which they like getting even more. They're it like, oh my goodness, this is so much money. Um, so we'll see how it goes. But one more thing before you move on mm -hmm. away from money practice. Another cool thing about it is 
for example, when their siblings have birthdays mm-hmm. or Christmas or they're invited to a birthday party or whatever, they want to get somebody a gift. They're using their own money. And I think um, it's just showing generosity. generosity. And they're also like, I love giving gifts to people. And I'm like, I get excited when they open it and it fills me up. And so we've, I've asked them at like Christmas, like, how did it make you feel when Oliver opened the present that you got for him? And they're like, I just, you know, it just shows gratitude and generosity and just like so many good things just from like these little dollar bills. So I'm sold on it. (laughs) And it's an investment, but it's a worthwhile investment, just like intentionality is worthwhile. Yeah. So I think the last thing we want to cover is this idea. And I kind of hinted at it. We kind of it. did this in a weird order. Yeah, but I mean, it's like, ain't nothing. <laughs> um, is is this idea, right? We hinted at it earlier that teams have missions and values. Um, or working towards a goal. Or working towards a goal. And so we as a family established our our mission and like kind of the values that, that are our family. And so um, each year. Each year we do a summit at the end of the year. Nathan and I. Where And we'll bring our kids in in the future to that summit as we do it, but where we evaluate kind of how that year went and then look forward. Um, but with that, we also evaluate our mission to see if it's changed and if our values have changed as well. And so at our last one, um, which we're coming up on a new one soon. So Wait, there. this is 2021. It's 2022. Yeah, but we did the summit in 2021. Right before it turned to 22? Okay, okay, okay. So um, what we wrote down was for our mission is that we show big, and we did it in all caps, we show big love to our community through action. Um, And we said big because we're a big family and we have lots of love to give because we're a big family. And we said action because um, we are are doers. Nathan and I are doers. And so are our kids. And so... Um, we just really liked that phrase. I, I don't know if we'll change it. Can you just year. read it first? Can you start over and read it? And then we, you can talk about it. Do it one more time. Just I want to hear the whole thing. Okay. We show big love to our community through action. We do this by being hardworking, adventurous, loving, team players, joyful, generous, and living in rhythms. And in many ways, this is the culmination of the things that we just talked about. So I don't really think it was necessarily out of order. True. Right? So it's good stuff there. Um, and so what that mission is, is both our mission and our pillars, right? Or people and organizations will call them values. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just honestly true. Like we are hardworking, adventurous, loving. Every day we talk to our teammates about being team players. And mm-hmm. sometimes we say it through gritted teeth. <laughs> right. But um, they are so joyful and generous, and we do that through the love, the rhythms we live. Yep. And I just think, I mean, I, we probably need to have that, like, up somewhere, because mm-hmm. I haven't looked at that in a while. But just like any business or sports team or any type of, type of anything, if you don't know what you're working towards, you're just kind of floating Aimless. aimlessly. And I think this just, like, anchors our intentionality. Like, we're doing these however many things, more than five, we're doing all of these like for a reason, for a purpose. 
And like those need to be in front of us. So we know what we're aiming for because without that, what are we doing? And and that's why it's all about intentionality. Because so. yeah, because we're going to get lost in like, how's it going, Nathan? Well, we're busy and I'm tired. Like how many parents or people, everybody says that, like, I'm so sick of I'm busy and we're tired mm-hmm. because if you're busy and you're tired, let's solve those problems and move on. <laughs> I know that's kind of harsh, but it just feels like we have this life. Let's live it for a purpose. Yeah, I agree. Um, I don't know where to go with that. No, I think um, we just took a fire hose dive into building an intentional family. And there's a lot more to unpack. We could honestly take each of the topics we talked about and talk about them more in depth. Um, but I don't know if that's what we'll do. Um, maybe some other time. If if you have one you want to really hear from us, feel free to uh, message us or comment that you want us to talk about it. Um, but we're just having a lot of fun talking to you all. I was thinking this is our second week. And, you know, when you're exercising, like, day two is, like, the hardest. Um, but I don't, I didn't feel like this was, this was hard. I felt, like, good. Like, yeah, it felt right. good. Yeah. I felt for a moment, I'm like, I'm tired. Mm-hmm. The tired hidden hit me. But it, I'm enjoying like using my brain in a different way. Yeah. Exercising so, it in a new way. Yeah. So we will be back again in a week with another topic that we haven't planned yet. Um, but we're just thankful that, I mean, I had quite a few messages of friends that had listened and and family members um so that was just encouraging because you never know You're like okay we're gonna do a podcast yeah who in the world's gonna listen to this um if anybody at all so we're just thankful for those that you've listened that have listened and um we appreciate you because we wouldn't be doing this if no one was listening um so we're thankful for you guys and we hope you have a good week and we'll see you next time see you next time